Welcome to the GBC Sermon Podcast, a weekly podcast from Gamia Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia. I'm Mark Rader, Senior Pastor here at GBC, and I hope that wherever you are listening from, you experience the presence of God with you today. This week is Easter, and so today's message is from Good Friday from this year. It's been a fairly extraordinary year for us so far, but one in which it's always important for us to explore again the significance of Jesus' death on our behalf. I'm reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 16b to 24. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them. And with the undergarment remaining, this garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom, Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. And so this is what the soldiers did. Well, during the COVID-19 virus crisis, we are learning a great deal about what the word essential means. What is essential work? What is essential travel? And even what are essential items? Uh, And one of the lesser known essential items are actually jigsaw puzzles. On the 29th of March, in one of his briefings, Prime Minister Scott Morrison mentioned uh, the jigsaw puzzle, the humble jigsaw puzzle, as an essential item. Mentioned that his wife Jenny had gone out to buy a couple of puzzles for their family in this period of time. And while the PM's statements didn't result in a spike in sales, uh, the spike in sales actually happened before he made the comment. One puzzle entrepreneur has uh, recorded a 1,000% increase in the sales of jigsaw puzzles. They're literally flying off the shelves. Uh, Even my daughters have gone down to the cupboard that contains the puzzles. You probably have one too. It's got old board games and puzzles and stuff. They've gone down and dug out a puzzle and have spread it out on the floor and are currently working away at completing it. Uh, And puzzles, of course, are great. Uh, They give you a nice little break from tasks. You can spend five or ten minutes putting a few pieces together. Uh, They're good for stress relief. And there's the sense of accomplishment and achievement when you finally complete it. But when you finish a puzzle, when you finally actually put the last piece in, you're basically done, aren't you? There's not much more to do apart from take a picture for Instagram and then take it apart and put it back in the box. The activity of completion is finished as soon as that last piece is connected in. 
And, and there are actually lots of tasks that we engage in, lots of activities that f- are finished when they are finished. Uh, think about going for a walk. And man, I've seen heaps of families walking in our neighborhood, more than I've ever seen before. Uh, but once you've walked around the block once, or once you've done the little trek that you wanted to do or the hike, you're basically done. The same is true of movies on Netflix or a television series. Once the credits are rolling, you are finished the movie. Uh, once you have watched the final episode in the final season, you are done. When you've finished the book, you've finished the book. The activity itself is actually done. But there are a number of other activities that, when they are finished, really introduce something new. There's actually a next step to them after they're finished. Let me explain. Consider cooking a meal. The whole point of cooking a meal is not to finish cooking the meal. It's not as if we finish cooking and we arrange the food on the plates and take a photo for Instagram and then take the meal apart and put all the ingredients back into the pantry or the fridge. The entire point of finishing the cooking is so that people can then sit down at the table and eat. Uh, The same is true in many projects that you might be working on or have worked on in your companies and businesses. You know, take, for instance, software applications. The whole point of finishing the application, of actually getting it ready, is not to finish it and put it with the puzzles in that cupboard and never talk about it again. It's actually to pass it on to the client or to make it available to the public in order that they might be able to use that software. The completion of the software application, the completion of the project, only marks the next stage in its ongoing life. The same is true of house renovations. Uh, The whole point of renovating a kitchen or a bathroom or the veranda or the whole house is not to stand outside and admire it from a distance and say, wow, the workmen did a great job, didn't they? Uh, The whole point of the workmen finishing the renovation is that you can begin to use the kitchen, use the bathroom, sit on the veranda, move into the house. And these two different ideas of how uh, activities are finished, whether they're like puzzles or they're like meals, actually, I think, has some really important implications for how we understand the death of Jesus and its significance for us. Just a couple of minutes ago, we had uh, a passage read to us from John chapter 19, just three short verses. And I'd like to read it to you again. And I'd like you to note the things that are finished in this text. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There are at least three things that are finished in that passage. Everything, it, and the fulfillment of scripture. All three of those terms have the same Greek root word. The everything that John is talking about, it that Jesus mentions, and then prophecy. 
But the question I think that's worth asking is, what does it mean for these things to be finished? Are they finished like a puzzle might be finished? It's done and dusted. Or is it finished like a renovation where there is a next stage to it? Consider for the moment prophecy, perhaps the most concrete thing that's finished in that passage. The everything and the it are a little bit vague, but consider prophecy for a moment. If we think about prophecy as a puzzle, like as it's finished like a puzzle, we then treat prophecy kind of like a, I don't know, like a crossword puzzle perhaps, where the whole point is to fill in all the boxes, to, to make sure everything is complete, to make sure all the pieces are there. You know, so in this case, then Jesus fulfilling prophecy becomes kind of like the equivalent of the clue being its seven words and its uh, drink identified in Psalm 69, verse 21. The answer is very vinegar. Hey, we're done. The crossword is completed. But if we treat prophecy that way, we miss something really significant about how prophecy functions. You see, prophecy functions to identify the conditions that must exist in order for new conditions to be experienced. That's how prophecy works. I don't know if you're familiar with the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe the children's classic by C.S. Lewis, which tells the story of the land of Narnia, which is gripped in eternal winter. But there is a prophecy that when four children from uh, the line of Adam and Eve sit on the four thrones at Ker Paravel, then the eternal winter will be broken and the golden age will begin. The prophecy uh, is stating the conditions that must be met in order for something new to happen. This understanding of prophecy is true, whether it's in the line, the witch in the wardrobe or any other book or story that you have encountered with prophecy or when we turn to scripture. Jesus fulfilling scripture, fulfilling prophecies was not just to say, yes, I've ticked all the boxes. It was to meet certain conditions in order that a new condition, a new set of circumstances could then be experienced. This goes a long way, I think, to filling in the meaning of what John means when he says, knowing that everything was finished. Or when Jesus says in his last words, it is finished. Both the everything and the it are contextual. The meaning that we are meant to ascribe to them is found in the rest of the book. Now, let me just kind of give you three examples. And there's lots of examples that we could turn to. In fact, we wouldn't have time, even if we had the full morning, to adequately explore all that John kind of packs into his gospel. But let me suggest just three. First of all, Jesus, and perhaps most famously, Jesus in his death finishes the work of forgiveness. Uh, Early in the gospel, in John chapter 1, Jesus is identified as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And again, it's important that we understand then what happens on the cross. Jesus does not kind of die and take the sins of the world away as if that is the only thing that needed to be done. He takes away the sins of the world in order that, in the wider context of Scripture, that you and I might actually enter into a relationship with the Father, the true source of life. 
or consider Jesus' promise to send the Holy Spirit. Jesus' death fulfills the conditions that make the sending of the Holy Spirit possible. The ever-present presence of God with us, continuing to teach and to lead uh, each of us as we walk with God. The condition of the sending is met in Jesus' death, which then enables us to experience the presence of God. Or perhaps one of the, maybe not as famous as forgiveness, but pretty famous in John's gospel as well, is the image of new birth. In John chapter 3, Jesus talks about being born again. And what an image to describe something that finishes in order that something new might be experienced. Now just consider for a moment the idea of pregnancy. Pregnancy, when it finishes, introduces new life. That's the, that's the whole point of a pregnancy finishing. Jesus speaks of this new birth and in his death, he has met the conditions for that new situation to be experienced by you and I. In fact, the, the, the Greek verbs that John uses in this text actually hold within it the very promise of this future. Uh, the verbs here use the, what's known as the perfect tense. And, and the perfect tense describes ongoing results of a finished action. Think about a renovation as being in the perfect tense. The renovation has been finished. So the action's completed, but because it was completed, we are experiencing the ongoing blessing of living in the house or using the new kitchen. Or think about legislation. Once legislation is passed by a governing body, it is finished. But that completed action has ongoing results as the legislation comes into effect. Or let me return for a moment to pregnancy. The entire um, action of pregnancy is completed, but it is the ongoing result of children. You know, our last pregnancy, Nicole's last pregnancy was nearly 16 years ago. It is completed, but our daughters are the ongoing result of that completed action. This is what Jesus accomplished. This is what Jesus finished in his death. And in this sense, then, Good Friday is not, it's not really a sad day at all. It's a bit somber and reflective as we remember why it was that Jesus died. It does contain within it, just by the very nature of talking about the death of Jesus, some opportunity for reflection. But ultimately, the death of Jesus is not a sad event because it is not finished when he dies. It actually introduces us into something completely new. Again, consider, are people sad when the meal is cooked? Well, no. Uh, the, the, the point of cooking the meal is actually to sit down for dinner or to sit down for lunch. Your family alone, adequately spaced with one guest, right? Now, are people sad when a renovation is finished? They might be a little bit worried about their bank account, but nobody's sad when the renovation's done. That's been the whole point, to get into this new kitchen, this new bathroom, to experience this new home. Are people sad when a pregnancy finishes? 
No. When a child is born, the joy that follows far outweighs that which has been finished. Jesus's death is finishing all that is required for us to enter into the new life that he gives us so freely. His death accomplished all that was necessary for the resurrected life. And not just logically. If you're going to be resurrected, you have to die first. But but in the fullest, deepest, most profound sense, Jesus becomes for us the very first person to experience all that he has finished. Elsewhere in the New Testament, Jesus is described as the firstborn from among the dead. Just think about that for a moment. Jesus is described as the firstborn from among the dead. The last place that you would normally, generally look for life, that is where Jesus can be found. So if you count yourself as a follower of Jesus today, can can I encourage you to rejoice, to give thanks, to be grateful for all that Jesus has finished for us in his death and begins to explore for us in his resurrection. And if you are visiting, considering faith, working out what you believe about this Jesus and his claims, then can I really encourage you to, to do at least two things? First of all, make sure that you're with us on Sunday again to stick with us as a community of faith, even though we're scattered and ungathered together so that you can have some of your questions answered, that you can explore within the context of those who believe what it means to believe. But also, can I encourage you to reach out to that friend who maybe invited you to church? Or perhaps if you've come off your own bat, to contact a friend who you know would be delighted to know that you attended. And begin to read the Gospels, to ask some of your questions, to find out a little bit more about what Jesus claims to have finished and what he also claims to have then started. The death of Jesus finishes the conditions, it fulfills all the requirements for you and I to experience the fullness of life, the new birth, the giving of the Holy Spirit. It is a tremendous joy, a tremendous privilege, and a tremendous truth. Just before we conclude our service with one more song, I'd like to lead you in prayer. So would you please join me as we do? Lord Jesus, we thank you that in your death, you have finished everything. That all that is required for us to experience life, your presence, the new birth has been completed. And I pray for each person right now, wherever they might be, who is watching this, that you would reach into their lives by your Holy Spirit and convince them of the truthfulness of all that you have accomplished and lead us ever more deeply into life and life eternal. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. I pray that as you reflect on all that Jesus has accomplished for you and for me, that you might step more deeply into that experience, the experience of life and his presence and his hope. 
We'd encourage you to join us on Sundays at gbconline.org.au at our regular service times of 8.30, 10.30 and 6 p.m. We'd love for you to join us if you're part of our community of faith here or if your own church is unable to move online. Stay as long as you need and may we be a blessing to you. Is there someone who you know who needs to hear this message today? And why not share it with them and see what God does through that? Remember, you can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at gamiabaptist.org.au. God bless.